Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. Hosted by Service Centric, People First, UK technology consultancy Chrome Technologies. Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. Uh, we're here today to talk about reducing your carbon emissions and Tech Zero. And we're going with Rupert, Ben, a new face of the podcast, Daniel Hammond, our operations director. Thanks for having me. So, Rupert, as usual, I want to chuck it to you to walk through the topics we're going to, as a panel, walk through today. Sure. I think we're going to talk, first of all, about developing a carbon-neutral strategy, then measuring and reporting, Danielle, then talking around technology innovations, Ben, and then we'll come back to any other green initiatives. Cool. Do you want to kick us off then? Yeah, cool. Um, So, developing a carbon-neutral strategy. Why are we doing it? What are we Mm -hmm. doing? Why are other people doing it? I think it's all about hitting the the government mandated um, guidelines, but that's for the good of the environment. Obviously, yep. it's not it's not just about hitting a target. There is an element of hitting a target, but it's it's if you don't put a target in place, people will continually push that out, and you'll continually move further away. So yeah. the the targets are sort of twenty thirty and twenty fifty broadly mm-hmm. um, that. Are, are mandated and actually with the 2030 target it's actually quite close now I was about to say it seems you think about it, it's quite far away but actually the way time moves so quickly it'll be here before we know it and there's actually quite quite a lot to do right yeah loads to do uh, and and I think you're seeing it already taking place it's been it's been coming in and, and I think it kind of almost went a bit quiet during COVID and now people are back and going, okay, we now need to think about this because in a few years' time, we have to have hit these targets. Mm. So it's not that you, you're aiming to start things in 2030, you're aiming yeah. to hit targets hit by 2030. Them, yeah. So the government have said for businesses that turn over more than uh, 36 million, mm-hmm. with more than 18 million on the balance sheet or more than 250 staff, if you hit two out of those three criteria, yeah. you have to hit certain targets by 2030 uh, and you need to be starting to do it now. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of reporting coming in. So the NHS, for example, have said, uh, if you take them as, as an organisation, they've said that from 2023, if you're doing any procurement exercise with the NHS that is £5 million or over, then you have to have a carbon reduction strategy in place. Mm-hmm. From 2024, that's full stop, any procurement, basically. Any amount. Any, any, any. So... That's forcing the hand in a good way of companies like us. It has happened, right? Because otherwise people will, if there isn't a compelling event of you have to, people will sit back. And if it's just, yeah, it becomes mandatory. And I think that's not just going to be NHS. I think we're going to see that with a lot of the the RFPs we do for other business. We're starting to see now, aren't we? Can you evidence your tech strategy and all that sort of stuff? Which is good because we all have to get there and there's there's reasons to do it. But it's it is starting to push that envelope. Yeah, so you know that with those big companies where the government's put the strategies in place and said you need to start doing this, that's actually trickling down mm. to businesses like us. I mean, yeah. we don't hit the sort of 36 million, 18 million, 250 staff yet. Um, but on the on the other hand, we're getting our bigger customers who hit those already yeah. asking us, what are we doing? Because we're going to be in there further down scopes. Daniel will talk about the scopes in a minute. Mm. But you sort of look at your carbon reduction. We've been doing some work on it for quite a while now. Uh, Danielle again will talk about it, but but from my standpoint, we're seeing customers coming to us and saying, "We've done this bit, we've done this bit. Now to do this bit, we need to talk to you." Yeah, um, and it that's moves forcing into action the, into the supply chain, right? Which yeah, absolutely. It's going to be. It will downstream from all businesses to businesses of our size, bigger and smaller. Yeah, and I think it's a practical way of the government or various different organisational bodies mandating this comes down to small businesses because to regulate and monitor that for every small business is going to be virtually impossible. But if you're making the mid-tier businesses do it, yeah. then effectively... You it, it further up the tree, right, just by making it mantra that level. We're all part of that same supply chain. So yeah. like you say, if they come to us, what are you doing? Can you evidence it? And they've yeah. only got to police the people here. 
once and the downstream of that is many businesses below that still have to if they want to take part you know follow the rules yeah absolutely okay it's a good introduction i suppose we should probably move into the the how is it measured piece then yeah, absolutely. As Rupert said, for us to be able to devise a strategy, how are we going to reduce or offset our carbon emissions? We first need to understand what is it, what activities are we doing that contribute to that number? So mm. using the greenhouse gas protocol framework. Absolutely, yeah. As as Rupert said, it's devised into three scopes. Yep. So scope one is all about your direct emissions. So um business operational activities that we have control over. So, for example, company vehicles. We can choose what type of vehicle we have and how often we use it. Uh, Scope three is um, indirect energy, so purchased energy, electricity, gas consumption. Mm -hmm. Scope two. Scope two, sorry. Scope three, uh, which is the more broader scope, um, is all about your indirect or other indirect um, consumption and this is where third parties come into play okay and as as Rupert alluded to our supplies become part of our scope three but for our clients we're their supply mm. therefore we're their this scope is where three. it downstream right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely so yeah now we understand what the scopes are the three different scopes we then need to look at the activities mm-hmm. you know business operational tasks that we're doing that contribute to that to that number um and I'll go to scope three, because I said that's the, the broader of the scopes. And this is when we're relying on third parties mm-hmm. providing us with, with data. Scope two is very easy. We can look at our electricity and our gas consumption. You can yep. get that from your, your energy provider. Um, as a scope one is activities that we are in control of. So we should be able to get the data ourselves. Yep. Um, but in scope three, there may be some activities that we just can't get the data for. There's there's no way of, of measuring it. So therefore, we have to omit some of the activities that we okay. do because we just have no easy way of, okay. of measuring. And we just have to reference that in our report that say we do this, but at this time, we can't we can't measure it. That's not to say that further down the line, you know, in, in the following years, that mm-hmm. tools will come into place that we can then measure them. Um, but th- but there's no, um, you know, it's, it's it's okay to say we can't measure it right now. Yeah. And there might be partial data that we can get, and therefore we have to make some assumptions mm-hmm. to, to get to our, you know, the figure that we're then going to report on. Um, and activities that fall under scope three are activities such as employee commuting. Yeah. Um, so surveying your, your employees to see how they're coming to work and, and what methods they're using. Um, looking at business travel, you know, mm-hmm. how often are we traveling? What uh, method of transport we're we using to travel? Um, um, data center, you mm-hmm. know, the power that we're consuming via data centers and also distribution. So where we can't use Chrome vehicles to deliver goods to our clients, we yeah. may rely on couriers and also goods that we're receiving into, you know, into ourselves. You may be reliant on, on couriers as well. So, um, and like I said, this is where it gets quite challenging because you are then dependent on third parties giving you information you need and they might not be in a position to be able to, to give you what you yeah. need. But I think it's quite daunting to start with, and I'm certainly no expert. And, you know, we chose our base year being 2021, which, as we know, was second year of the pandemic. Um, So whilst we aim to reduce our carbon emissions, it is going to fluctuate depending on when you choose your base year to do, because the first half of the year we were working from home. Then we were coming back kind of one, two days a week. Um, so whilst our employee commuting and our energy consumption for the, you know, for the building may reduce uh, for that year, you're going to see possibly a significant rise, yeah. you know, in the following years. Um, and again, you just have to 
you know, you have to just acknowledge that and, yeah. and say this is why. That's going to be a common challenge for, for, for everyone because a lot of people had that either full remote or hybrid and there's a lot of people now, mm-hmm. certainly noise in the press and I'm a fan of it, you know, we, we've gone back to at least three days in and so a lot of our customers and more businesses are going three plus days in. So everyone's going to have that same challenge where if they baselined kind of in the pandemic, went, yeah, we're great. That's going to ramp up, and I guess that's where we need to look at some of the, the things we can do. I won't steal your thunder, but there's certain things we're doing here to reduce our carbon emissions further, and there's stuff I know we've looked at in our infrastructure and whatnot to yeah. drive that down. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to jump at this point, and we'll go back to you, Daniel, a bit mm. about some of the things we're doing. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, as part of this, we we um, obviously are looking at modernising our technology stack, the the stuff that we use internally. Um, and one thing that's quite apparent when we start really examining that, it's surprising how much more efficient the newer kit is. Mm. So, for example, replacing your five, ten-year-old servers with something newer will have a, it has a considerable benefit, mm. not only in storage capacity and speed, your computability of these servers, even though they might still be functional, you find mm. the actual power consumption is considerably lower. Um, so there's a, there's a big bonus there. I mean, we really found that, changing some old storage arrays out. We had a big load of them, changing them for something which was much more dense. Mm. That dramatically lowered the power consumption. Yeah. yeah. We were able to get that data from the from the data center where all that kit is located. And so it made it quite handy for us to to with Danielle's exercise of working out where the power consumption was going. Because obviously they can provide that that information course, on yeah, our yeah. how many amps we're drawing from our yeah. racks. You know, so I guess um, but also your your well, physical footprint. So that mm-hmm. helps. The amount of power it's consuming helps. And it produces less heat than obviously the yeah. more monolithic kind of arrays and stuff used to. It's, right? a, it's, a, it's a sort of a virtuous <clears throat> circle, really. Mm. If, you, if you've got something that's generating or taking less power, it's generating less heat. So it's less yeah. air conditioning required by the data center, which lowers their PUE, which is power utilization efi- efficiency. So that. basically, it's the total power they, uh, sorry, the, the power used to drive IT kit divided by the total power. So you right, want to okay. get that down to yeah. down to one, uh, if possible. So yeah, oh, sorry, the other way around actually is total power divided by the uh, by the actual power divide to run the IT kit. So you want to get that figure as close to one as possible, as, as okay. far as low as possible. Okay, and I guess that also going back to you, Danielle. Some of the things we've done, and not just us, what other people will be doing in the offices as well, around what we can do around. And I won't do too much, but our device changes and lights and so on. Yeah, absolutely. So it's you know, putting your lights on PIR sensors so that then you don't, no one forgets to turn them off at the end of the day. Mm, uh, you mm-hmm. know, they'll, they'll be on a timer and, and you know, save energy that way. Um, you know, we um, replace monitors. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, that will be more energy efficient, yeah. drawing less power. There was the move to laptops as well, move to laptop PCs. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So, you know, with the monitors, when you used to sit in front of the old big screen monitors mm. and you'd feel the heat coming yeah. off them. Yes. And now, actually, you just don't feel no, that because no, it's no, so no. much mm. more efficient. Yeah, much absolutely. Yeah. So you see, you did it somewhere in London, the big buildings, and there's a floor just still it up. And there might be a person working in there, but mm. it's the whole thing. Like people not doing little things like zoning. PIRs. I mean, this is not the biggest office in the world, but it is zoned. Mm. So if we're in here overnight, we're in that end, it's just that endless lit up. Whereas I see all the time in London, there's just a whole floor, like the cleaner mm. is slowly working their way around. I think this is a fantastic waste of energy. Yeah, yeah. and those sort of changes must be really, uh, really not expensive in no. terms of a whole office floor. It's surely, you must be able, especially buildings like that, you must be able to do the calculations so it's going to pay for itself. The ROI has got to be there 
pretty quick. Weeks, I should imagine. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the challenge, though, is that a lot of those companies don't own the buildings they're in. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, they've got to work out who invests. There's huge targets on, on building new um, construction now and what you've got to do and how it's got to be efficient and all the rest of it. But they they don't really have that much in the way of regulation other than this new stuff that's coming in yeah. to make you go back and change historic stuff. So doing things like insulating buildings properly and stuff yeah. is, is massive. I was chatting to someone the other day who was telling me that they they worked on a project where the design of the um, the way in which the sun moves around the building and the blinds are all electric and the blinds come down during the day yeah. as the sun moves around the building and then wind back up. And that mirroring was done um, to save huge amounts of air conditioning power. So it saves it saves tons and tons <clears throat> of CO2 on that. Yeah. One floor in that building, it's a big office building in central London, um, and one floor on that building, the, the, the company that rented that floor, the CEO said, I don't like the blinds down, I want to be able to see our view, and this, that, and the other. And they've actually measured now and said that the, the, the consumption for that floor in terms of air conditioning power is just way higher than all the other floors where we've got the blinds doing this mirroring. And it's using technology in smart ways. I mean, Ben mm. talked about um, CPUs and stuff, mm. but the, the, the ability to use tech, IoT, et cetera, to, to move this all forwards as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 um, the LEDs and the, in lights instead, moving on to PIRs and everything, mm-hmm. yeah. is a massive change for us, but we invest in it because we own a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, it's one of those things where you say, actually, it's a worthwhile investment for us. I mean, I know you've been doing some more stuff recently. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just, um, at the moment, having um, solar panels installed on the roof. Explains the scaffolding explains, in the background yeah, of the shot yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, obviously up front, that can be quite a huge financial cost. Yeah. Um, but over time, you should get, re- you know, return on investment and reduce your energy consumption. So, you know, you, you'll save on, on the pounds there as, as well as, you know, saving on our mm. CO2 emissions. Yeah, because most, most of our energy here is, is electricity, isn't it? To run absolutely. this building. Yeah. 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 So, and then talking about air conditioning and heating, you know, putting your system on a, on a timer so that it's not running, again, someone not um, remembering to turn it off at the end of the day, it will turn on in the morning and turn off in the evening. Yeah. So, it's small things. It is small things. I mm. think it's also, sadly, a lot of it's common sense, um, but also I think legislation some will drive that. So if, yeah. you, if you lack common sense, you're going to have to get some and, and do the right thing. We're all busy, right? So it's what's, what's at the top of your priority list. Yeah. So unless somebody makes that environmental change at the top of your priority list, there are people out there who'll go, yeah, we really want to do that. And we've been trying to do that with things like the WE initiative for years mm. and reducing printing and cycle to work schemes. And now we're doing starting to put together an EV for, um, an EV schemes for staff. But all of those things, if you, if they're not brought to the top of your priority list, but this whole, driver now and it coming down tearing down through big businesses is making everybody think about it rather than just people who stop and think right i really really want mm. to do this it's making it a, a problem for everyone to go and solve which it is it's, we've all created the problem so it's now all to go solve it fair enough cool thank you guys very interesting and thank you daniel for joining us on uh, on the podcast thanks for having me and thank you for joining us on this edition if there's anything you'd like to cover in uh, future episodes Why don't you leave that in the comments section below and like, comment, subscribe and share and join us again next time on Chromecast. Check it out. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For more information or to speak to Chrome, visit www.chrome.co.uk spelled K-R-O-M-E. That's chrome.co.uk.